Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 105.7 and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. And we are back here, 93.9 The Ville, ESPN 680, 105.7 here as uh, we roll along with you. We have uh, the game coming up on Wednesday at home against Notre Dame. It'll be a 7 o'clock tip, 5.30 pregame coverage with uh, Paul Rogers, who was with us here uh, in studio. So um, got back safely, a little venture getting up there, it sounds like, but but, but back. Uh, yeah, I was a, had a, a, a mechanical delay and then flew into a. We missed the snow in Boston and Syracuse both, but, man, we got slammed in Pittsburgh. We f- flew in in a, one of those uh, windy, sideways, bouncy landings in oh, a snowstorm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those, those are so, fun. Yeah, so, but, uh, but came back with no problem. Uh, other than a team that didn't have a point guard and got smashed by oh, 27. That was, you know, it was really a disappointing week for Louisville. Saturday night, you, you kind of knew what you were up against, but they've been so shorthanded against a Pittsburgh team that I think is as good as anybody in the league the way they're playing right now. I mean, they've won at Duke. They've won at Virginia. Um, as you see, they shoot. Um, Henson can play a little. But, yeah, a little bit. Uh, but you kind of went into that one a little bit wary. But at the beginning of the week, you're thinking, okay, here you've got Boston College who you can beat. you also got another game at the end of the year with Boston College. you got Notre Dame coming in. At that time, even Pittsburgh and Syracuse were thinking, oh, maybe there's a slim possibility there. Well, of course, that's the night Pittsburgh beats Virginia, uh, Syracuse beats North Carolina, yeah. although then Syracuse turns on lose to Georgia Tech. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just nutty, but it, it was really – from the beginning, from a week ago right now, where you kind of thought Lula had a chance to make a little run here at the end of the year and at least climb up to the upper – Tier of the bottom. Of oh, the bottom, tier. yeah. Yeah, the, the, the top of the <laughs> day of shame, just, the higher it, seed of the day of shame. Instead, now they're yeah. locked into the very bottom all, all by themselves. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, so Johnson didn't even make the trip, right? Uh, Tyler? Correct. Uh, he did um, not make the trip. Um, I mean, as soon as I got that email, I'm like, oh my gosh, they don't, uh, they don't have, they have no point guard basically now. And, and they're, I mean, so, so Tyler and or Sky, I guess it's, it's possible they could be back. Yeah. Uh, for Wednesday's game, uh, it's just going to have to wait and see. Uh, if I had to guess between the two, uh, I would say more likely Tyler, just because he was apparently he tested out okay, but he was just having those lingering effects where mm-hmm. I, I don't know specifically of headaches or or what, but uh, you kind of feel like with time that'll go away. But a broken rib is just so painful. That's a hard thing to, to play. Have you ever had one? I've had a, a cracked rib one time, yeah. Yeah, it hurts you just, you so can't bad. Do anything. I said I'm surprised that he could even come back at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of looking at that going, really? He's going to come back? Uh, it is tonight. You've got the Kenny Payne show tonight? 
as we, we do have on the promo sheet. So I'm <laughs> yes, looking yes, for we you do, for confirmation. We do have one tonight, and <laughs> okay. it is at Roosters uh, in Springers. So we got Kenny Payne tonight. We got Walls tomorrow. And I'm th- I know there's a Dan McDonald coming up here as well. This is like the convergence of well, all the baseball our... team had a mm. uh, literally a washout. Yeah, that I was mean, just a that, that was not the way they wanted to start their year. No, went two games on Friday and lost both one run games and then rained out Saturday and Sunday. It's not later. what you want to see, and I think they wanted to get that game against USF under their belts to kind of get mm-hmm. leave Tampa with a good feeling. But they'll play Wednesday. I think it's, it's a home opener, yeah, yeah Wednesday, at 3 opener. o'clock. Yeah. But I can't remember who they're playing. Yeah. Like the weather's pretty good this weekend. I think Wednesday's supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Probably the best home opener we've ever had, if you really want to get down to it. Yeah, it's you're right. Usually this time of year it's just, you know, get canceled because of snow or something. Uh, yeah. But uh, I've been amazed at how often they actually do get all these February games in. I mean, they, yeah. they're they a hardy bunch. <laughs> they play baseball in some weather. I sure wouldn't want they to play They are dedicated. In. It's like, all right, we got this weather. We're going to try two hours later. No, nope, we're going to go an hour earlier that we're going to do this yeah. we're going to play two today we're going to you know it's uh get, getting that's why it's tough to really ever televise too much college baseball regular season you never know when the games are going to be yeah like it's just you know you're dealing with spring weather yeah. all they're moving the it all over the place yeah, yeah but I, I i do think wednesday will be a good day to get out there to that home opener uh for for a little baseball based on the weather based on jude redfield's forecast <laughs> that's your go-to i mean he is <laughs> like, your yeah. guy like you're not i mean i don't know when this love affair started but i, I mean, don't know it's, it's, like, it's nice you know i'm driving in and i'll just pop on uh WD DRB TV on my on my speakers, but, but you could get other stations. I mean, well, I, don't I don't know. They they just roll it really well. Okay. And they've got the traffic with Mike Marshall. I just like it. I don't know traffic. Why are we still doing traffic reports? Here's your traffic. It's your phone, right? I know. Well, <laughs> what isn't on your phone anymore? Right, right. <laughs> but to have like a traffic report just kind of cracks me up. No, Jude like, Ju just does good with the weather. I, I appreciate him when the, like the National Weather Service is calling for snow, and he's like, yeah. "It's going to be too warm for snow. It's not going to snow." Yeah, and then it was fine. But no. Friday was kind of a trick. I don't know if you all – you didn't have to deal with it, but it, it snowed Friday night just like really heavy for like a couple of hours, and then it was over. And it was all clear. You're definitely aging right for eyes. You're, you're, your back is going out. My back and is And all out. you're focused on is weather. Weather. Yeah. That's what I'm focused on. <laughs> yeah. I just keep wanting more warm weather. Well, move. Speaking of weather, yeah. they, they mess up everywhere. I'm, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I, my sister lives in Boston. Yeah. And so – Whenever we play in Boston, I always try to to get together with her. So we went out to dinner on um, what day did we play them? Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday before the game. Mm-hmm. She was scheduled for a colonoscopy that morning. Okay, and had been through all the prep the night before. And they called her and canceled it oh. because of the threat of the bad weather, which never happened. Oh, they didn't no. get anything. <laughs> oh, that's a bad beat there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she was yeah. not happy. I bet not. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know when you don't have a, you know, a point guard, what your expectations are. But they're more than losing by 27. Like, I don't know how to evaluate anything we're watching right now. It's, it is hard, and the defense has just been the ongoing problem this year. And, yes, Henson was red hot, and he made some ridiculous shots, mostly in terms of range, not so much that he was tightly guarded, unfortunately. Right. But yeah. I remember, one, he let go, and I thought, well, I wouldn't guard him out there either. Come on, this is absurd. But the, the guy, I mean, he, he leads the league in three-pointers per game, so you know he can do it, but... To make nine out of what was it thirteen or yeah uh, uh, thirteen yeah. Uh, so that you know and and really I mean if you go through the rest of the team 
their shooting percentage was not very good. So I guess you could say they did a pretty good job on everybody else, but that Can doesn't you? matter. One, Are you sure? One, one guy, <laughs> yeah. for, there was a, for a good part yeah. of the game, he himself was beating Louisville. He had more points than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah we were trying to look that up. Yeah, I mean, actually, it was Lowe was the one who, who couldn't shoot. He was one of seven from – I'm just looking at two-pointers here because that's the way the Ken Palm breaks it down. But everybody else, it's like – I still love Frederico Frederico. Were his parents that, that uncreative, by the way? Just, we're gonna, we're gonna, what are we going to name our son? Fred Diener. We're going to name him Diener Diener. Like, uh, well, I always say, if, unless I know the players personally, I tend to use their last name. So I yeah. call him Federico but instead of Federico. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That's good. That's a good move. That, you can be always be safe with him. The center's so nice, they named him twice. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it's just, um, you know, I don't know how to evaluate much of what we're seeing because this is just – and that one on on Saturday, you know, they don't – without Scott Clark, without Tyler Johnson, I would have thought that it had more turnovers, frankly. They only had 12 as a team, and I would have thought, oh, they're going to have 20. But then Pitt only had three, so the the points off turnovers difference was was big. So that's two games now that they've been outscored by more than 40 in three-pointers. The Wake Forest was a similar number. I forget exactly, but it was very, as I recall, it was very close to the same number you had. Louisville had, what, one three? Yeah, 45 to three. Okay, and Wake, I think think Louisville had three threes maybe, and Wake had. The the difference was still up in the 40s. It was like 16 or 17. It's like all they made in the first half of that game, right? You you can't get outscored by 40 points from three and win very many games. And, And only force three turnovers. You know, that's, you know, I don't, you're not going to win many games forcing only three turnovers ever. You know, you got to, disru- you got to be somewhat disruptive. And they had 22 more field goal attempts than Louisville did. Louisville beat them in the line a bunch, but, you know, 22 field goal attempts is a ton. No, I'm, I finally pulled up the box score here, so I'm, damn it, I'm going to get this in. Louisville was in that Wake Forest game was 2 of 11, and Wake Forest 18 of 35. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that scored by 16, 16 times 3 is yeah, what, 48. 48. Yeah. God. There's just so many numbers, you just, it just doesn't seem like real. I know. <laughs> like, it's like a bizarro two years Well, and, and you can turn that around. Louisville has accomplished some things that you say, you would have never thought this team would do that. Like the night they had three guys with more than, what was it, 18 points. Yeah. The night that mm-hmm. uh, Tyler put up numbers that no Louisville player has ever done. Right. Uh, they, they've done some things like that, but they're sort of out of context of, of what's going on in the big picture. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and people, I'm sure people always ask you, what it, what's it like on the plane? It's like probably the same, right? Every yeah, fun, same. You know, Win, yeah, lose. Come like. home, it's quiet. Did you get to hear any Patino's post game yesterday? I did not. Oh, oh, let's give Paul, let's give him a treat. So, yeah, now I'm. I, by the way, I was watching parts of that. They had Seton Hall had a, a huge run, like twenty four to four, I think. Mm-hmm. The first time they played Seton Hall had a twenty eight to nothing run against them. Really? Yes. I, no, they were, they were up. Um, they were up at half. Up good. I mean, St. John's was up considerably at half, and in the second half, I think scored uh, St. John's scored twenty one points. And and I'll tell this story again if people weren't listening. I, I, I handicapped Rick Patino yesterday on one of his players. Soriano was best post player. He had benched the game prior. And I didn't know. I don't, and so I turned, I, I clicked on some coaches show pseudo thing they have up there at St. John's. And he's interviewing him. And it's like, he's like, it wasn't that he wasn't playing hard. It's everybody else was playing harder. And I showed him the tape and he agreed. You know, it's like, and he's like, and so we're good. He's going to be back in the starting lineup today. I'm thinking, oh my God, this guy's going to go off. Because he's, he's done what he does to yeah. motivate guys. Over under on the, on, Soriano was 11 and a half. He had 11 points by the 10 minute mark of the first half. He did not score another point until the final second. So I'm watching this entire <laughs> second half where he doesn't get a post touch. Soriano, they're running the same offense. And you know how Rick gets, he gets very stubborn. And I'm watching this with Lever and he's like, they're too scared to tell him to change because it's not working. And he's not like he is bound and determined. We're going to run this offense this way. 
and he never got a paint touch at all in the second half. So because they weren't getting it to him, or because they would, they defensively they weren't allowing him. He wasn't posting up. No, no, the yeah. offensive strategy. Like, he wasn't changing. They had figured out the way they were running this, their offense. And I'm watching with Lieberman. He's going, look how they're defending this now, where they've got Soriano keeping him at the free throw line instead of posting him up. And Seton Hall adjusted, and Rick was going to do what he was going to do. And there's no, like, Richard or Ralph Willard to say, hey, just, I know you love the game plan, but we, I want to switch it here. So know that and listen to this afterwards where he just crushes everybody. We just don't move our feet on defense. Look, they, they shot 37 free throws. Throughout the stats, you see it every game, the amount of free throws they shoot and the amount of free throws we shoot. Look at what Naheem shot on the year. Look at what uh, Chris Ledlam shot on the year. I mean, you're a power forward. You play 29 minutes without a free throw. Uh, that means you're not offensive rebounding, not getting to the line. So it's, it's really the, all the toughness things of why we give up leads. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling and really it's not about losing because even in winning, winning when we watch the film I see unathletic plays I, I see people that don't handle a ball that's just interested in taking quick shots so it's been disappointing year if you had to do it over again would you have attacked your first offseason differently I had no choice we just could take who we could get who was available, we had no choice. Um, I don't think we were going to win the first year anyway because when you rush like that and you don't see the players and you just uh, – not not a whole lot we can do, but it's um, – I think I've enjoyed even, – even the Celtics when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. Do you wow. have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. Look, I'm disappointed. I don't want to say the wrong things, but I'm really disappointed in my team. The most miserable. <laughs> wow. And I love how he rewrites history. As I pointed out earlier, he was so miserable at the Celtics, he resigned. There was no negotiation. He left $27 million on the table. That's how miserable he was at the Celtics. Like, nobody does that. No, you'd have to fire me. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to fire me. But... <laughs> <laughs> the most miserable he's ever been. Unathletic players. I'll take Everything. him back right now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right now. Yeah. It's, um, and it was funny to hear him so matter-of-factly say on that pseudo-coaches show thing where he was like talking about the, the roster construction next year. And he's like, well, you just never know. Somebody might get come in with a bigger offer, more money elsewhere, and they might leave. And like he wasn't saying it. But like Just to hear a coach just act, say that that's – Just matter-of-factly say yeah. that, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's... That's, that's part the of the world. game. I mean, I think you have to accept that. And, yeah, a lot of coaches are unwilling to kind of say, you know, about the money part, but it's the reality. Yeah. It's the reality of where we are. Uh, Reggie oh. wants to get in. Reggie, welcome to 93 in the Billy ESPN 680. Yeah, Reggie? Is it potted up? All right. Um, we're having an issue. Well, let's see if we can... Um, let's um, try us back, Reggie, I guess. I don't know. Was... Okay. Yeah, maybe he left. Maybe he's yeah, on maybe hold. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Um it's it's I heard somebody talking about this the other day that how how does St. John's fare in the NIL market because New York is such a huge market that St. John's kind of gets lost in all of it. So how much is Poli helps out a lot. Yeah, I think he's he's got I'm told he's got several big hitters. Like just three or four big hitters. Like 
a lot of money. <laughs> and that's how they got the one kid that was going to go to Tennessee Led from low. Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he went down to Tennessee, and I don't know if Tennessee didn't materialize like they said that they were going to mm-hmm. materialize or if he just thought better of whatever St. John's was offering him. But, yeah, he's got the vitamin water guy, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny, though. Even, even still – it's bad. They are. It's front page ESPN.com about his, those comments after the game. The most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. You know? <laughs> I mean, his, the, the quote still still. He tends to speak in superlatives. <laughs> yes, he enjoyed every second as a Celtic. That's the biggest <laughs> lie. <laughs> like, go back and look at those that that last few games of the Celtic. Again, nobody leaves twenty seven million on the table. <laughs> quit them. Yeah. You're not quitting St. John's. He talked about Soriano being slow laterally, uh, but. He also said that St. John's having S, I mean, said, you know, S H I T facilities is <laughs> oh, not really? the reason for their defensive woes. But they, he said they have, you know, S facilities. Huh. I mean, he went off wow. uh, on that. So, um, anyway, he's still, I, I think he knew those things when he took the job. Yes, did he, he did. Not? Yes, he did. Right. Yes. But yes. We, I still miss him. I miss him quite a bit. Yeah. You miss the, 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 the RP theater, as Bob. Uh, yeah. Well, that was the thing. Like, when you want your coach that. Oh. Maybe he says something ridiculous or hyperbole or whatever. You want his quote on the front page to of matter. ESPN. Yeah. You want it to matter. And we don't have that at all here yeah. uh, at the moment. Uh, let's see. Texter says Celtic misery started with the lottery balls and him not getting Tim Duncan. Now now you're believing his lies because they only had like a 24% chance of getting the number one pick. And then he'd be like, I would have gone there if I knew I wasn't going to get Tim Duncan. That's No. <laughs> It's not true either. <laughs> um, and the Kelly Dickey thing somebody sent, sent me as well that I think you referenced earlier. All these players, um, reading the text line here, that have gone for huge nights. Chris Bell, Syracuse, 30. Miles uh, Kelly, 36. Blake Henson, uh, Pittsburgh, 38 so far. The first trio of opposing players to score 30-plus points within a four-game span in Louisville program history. So Henson had 41. Did you say yeah. 38? Yeah, that was 38 in progress. That was, oh, was in yeah. progress. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. The thing. Kelly was kind of tracking that. And, you know, if you look at like a if the, if the players, we're going to play a team in Notre Dame. If they have a yeah. really good two or three man, that guy's going to go off mm-hmm. against us. That's just the way it's going to be. Let's go from the uh, the um, with Jody talking with um, uh, with KP uh, number five there uh, on Brandon uh, Huntley Hatfield. Uh, his, his comments on the game. We mentioned that Brandon scored your first basket of the game, backing it down, being really patient, and it didn't come until like eight minutes to go in the game when he did it. When you did, guys did it again with him, so that's the that's what you're talking about, right? No question. Whether it's Brandon, whether it's KG, we have to know where we are. We have to fight for position. We got to be alert and be strong, and um, make plays for ourselves and our teammates. So if they're double teaming us, we know what to do. We work on it every day. If we know that we have to, for Brandon, have to fight for low post position, and yet he still runs out toward the three-point line as a post-up, it gives the defense a chance to load up. I mean, yes, but then don't you just tell him to go down? I mean, people hear comments like that and go, okay, well, you're the coach. If he doesn't do X, Y, Z, don't let him play. But I guess right now you can't. There's no alternative. There's no alternative, yeah. By the way, he mentioned KG, who is what they're calling Caleb Glenn these days. I'm sorry when oh. I hear KG, Kevin Garnett is what first pops into my head. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be tough for <laughs> yeah. me to get with. I mean, yeah. I love Caleb Glenn. He's a male bulldog, but uh, you're going to have to earn your initials, kid. <laughs> well, and he was great in the first half. Oh, it was Caleb awesome. Glenn. Yeah, he, he had, what, two points in the second half. Had, what, finished yeah. with 
had 15 in the first and finished with 17. 17, yeah. 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 Even hit a th- and by the, pop of 15, three. I think the 15 tied the career high he had at Florida State, and then the 17 broke it. But he didn't get many rebounds like he had been doing. What do you have, just two or uh, three, three rebounds? Yeah, yeah, three rebounds looking at it here. Um, I've been impressed with him nonetheless. I, you know, you'd like to see the, the rebounding consistency there, but that's freshman in general. Uh, it's just kind of disappointing me to think about, like, J.J. Trainer, you lost. Hersey Miller's got something. Sky Clark breaks a rib. Tyler Johnson hits his head. You know, not to mention Karan Davis is kicked off the team. And Trent Flat. There's just a lot of yeah. It's just a, a lot of drama. A lot of things that have been difficult to overcome. The guy who unfortunately is really struggling in terms of shooting right now is Curtis Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know coaches. The, the last thing they worry about is scoring because it's all the other things that make up the game. And I understand that. But bottom line is, you only get points for points. <laughs> yeah. And and he, in the last, I forget the exact number now, it's roughly the last five or six games is shooting like less than 20%, I think. He just, especially from three. Um, and I asked Kenny about it actually on the pregame, and he gave a pretty interesting answer that he thinks he's not. He said, I want him taking every shot as if it's the game winner at the buzzer mm-hmm. instead of throwing it up this way, throwing it up that way, going different angle. He feels like he's not releasing the ball the same way on every shot, and he needs to get back into a consistent flow of how he's shooting the ball. Because Numbers back that up. One of, yeah. uh, going back to Wake Forest, 1 of 4, then 1 of 5, then 2 of 5, 0 of 5, 2 of 6, 1 of 6, 0 of 4, 1 of 5, yeah. 0 and 3. Is that yeah. overall or is that threes? Those are threes. Yeah. yeah. And he's unfortunately not making many twos either. Yeah. But, so, I, but, but it Cunt looks turned, natural coming out. Like He yeah, looks like a I, natural player. He I, does. He, yeah. He's still – I, I still think he can he can do it. He's just you know Mike James went through a funk for several games. He couldn't make a shot, um, and and actually after since Trey uh, uh, since White. Trey White was out, how many games did he miss with a groin? Three or four. Anyway, he's played I think eleven games. Before that, he was shooting poorly. I don't remember mm-hmm. the exact number. Since then. His points per game has stayed roughly the same. He's right around 12 to 13, but he's making way over 50% of his shots. He, mm-hmm. he, that time, and he's talked about that, the time that he did not play gave him a chance to kind of watch things and realize some things, and his shot selection is much better. He's rarely shooting threes. He's very maneuverable in, in the way he can get around with, Boy, you're with, right. with, with various yeah. – he, he can shoot from various directions and methods when he's inside the arc, not necessarily driving, but these quick little turnarounds, these drifters, these floaters, and and you know he's really been playing well offensively. Yeah, he missed those three games, but boy, you're right. I mean, his numbers are just, just crazy to go from like two point range there. It's because uh, I've got Ken Palm up, so it's two of four, four of four, six of six, three of five, two of six, mm-hmm. ten of fourteen, eight of ten, two of seven, seven of twelve, four of seven. That's yeah. his last whatever many games. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the weird part that there's been individual players that have gone off for big nights, and you look so you look at the players and go, well, gosh, they got a lot of good players, but how can you have a lot of good players if the team stinks? That's that's I've been. <laughs> wrestling with that all year long I, I cannot figure that out there there are a lot of you see good things from this team at times from virtually every player at times but they've never been able to consistently put it together as a group yeah i mean yeah they've, there's probably i don't know how many guys have gone for over 20 points in, in a game they in new mexico have, right. are the only two teams that have had i believe it's five different players score at least 26 points is in that right yeah. yeah it's crazy yeah, it's on the front page of the game notes, I think, yeah. Golly. Because I was trying to add it up one day, and I'm like, oh, it's right there. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. <laughs> you know. Well, you have to score that many when you're 
not defending and and that and but unfortunately like I, I do think you could probably outscore a lot of people mm. uh, but you do have to get stops it's like yesterday in the women's game like like they Oof. just weren't getting any stops so you could play as well defensively as you or offensively as you want to but when a team's shooting 65 percent on you well Syracuse is the prime example of that yeah and you're going to have these teams that you're playing. I mean, Notre Dame, you know, that's the only game they're favored here the rest of the way. These other, you know, and then Duke. They're actually favored Wednesday? Well, according to Ken Palm, they'll be about a two-point favorite. Okay. And he's usually pretty close. Um, but, like, you know, Duke is, okay, its own monster. But, like, Pittsburgh, they just played. Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Boston College. These teams are, are hungry. They're, they're, they think they have something to play for. And that's going to be – I mean, that's the tough part. These teams are – I mean, Pittsburgh was not – a, they weren't gonna they weren't gonna lose the game because it had been devastating. But as we were talking about earlier, while the NCAA's net rankings have t- quote unquote taken out margin of victory as a factor, they still factor in offensive and defensive efficiency. And the best way to be efficient offensively and defensively is to keep your good players in, <laughs> yeah. which makes that margin of victory even more important now. I, I so, think Pittsburgh's yeah. going to be in the top four for the for the tournament for the ACC tournament. They're right there on the. In fact, I think are they tied? Yes, yeah, I right looked that up. I didn't realize they were they were that high. Yeah, I know Florida State's falling up. a little bit, and um, yeah, they're fourth. They're tied for fourth wow. with NC State. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't know what their tiebreaker yeah, deal is, that but, down. Yeah. but they're tied for fourth. Yeah, yeah. Um, with them in, in Wake Forest. But yeah, I, I don't know if you're, um, you know, what, what you people like. Mark asked me like, what do you want to see the rest of the season? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how to evaluate anything. It's. It's going to be hard to do anything meaningful because unless they were to pull this unforeseeable shocker at Duke, uh, any yeah. game they win the rest of the way is really not going to be over a team that really Matter. turns lights on. Yeah, you're uh, right. You know, right. Syracuse has been good at times. Uh, then you've got uh, you know BC, Notre Dame, who Virginia Tech. They've mm-hmm, kind right. of wobbled here late, so there, there's there's nothing really left to say. Well. That's that's a worthwhile victory, other than the Duke game, which obviously would be yeah. They're going to be like a twenty point uh, underdog in that. Yeah, I guess Virginia Tech could technically be on the bubble. They could have something to play for, but they're kind of out of it. You know, they've got they would have to play their their way in right now. Yeah, Uh, that that would be the only. uh, I mean, everybody else is not a tournament team. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I, other than Duke, I don't think anybody Louisville yeah. plays the rest of the way is going to be in the NCAA tournament. I mean, they, they, but they probably go to the ACC tournament thinking, well, hey, maybe we could put you know four games together uh, going in there. Whereas I think we're looking at that going, <laughs> we can't. No. That's not that ain't <laughs> happening here. All right, we'll continue along here. Two six seven nine six eighty. That's our number to get in. You can text in that UPS Jobs text line uh, at four three seven nine six eighty, and uh, we'll let you uh, do that. Uh, if you are um, someone who needs a security system, um, uh, Vector Security, uh, formerly Mid America uh, and formerly ADS Security, now Vector Security, they're going to take great care of you. They're going to give you a. Uh, they're going to start to say 90 days free monitor. That's the old offer. The new offer is the doorbell cam, and they'll install it for free. And then once you get that, you're going to want uh, other cameras in and around your house. It's great to be able to know uh, when you're away that, that your house is safe and secure. And uh, they've been doing it. You know, Vector is the, the fourth largest provider uh, in the country. But it's the same number you've always called locally, 452-6277. Same great people from Mid-America to ADS to now Vector. Uh, and they'll give you that doorbell cam when you mention us. It's Vector Security. And tell me what I was talking about them right here on The Diener Show. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. We're in this together. 
With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. It was really fun to listen to my son know every word of this during the UFC fight when Alexander Molinovsky, this is what he walks out to, you know, because he's Australian. So wow. when, when, when my son knew every word to it, it tells me how much we watched. The, we got the UFC fight on, uh, on, on Saturday. And to, to know every word of the Minute Work song, I'm like, man, you do watch a lot of this stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, that was um, – Mark said in the break he, he watched very little sports. I, I was desperate for sports that I watch things that I would normally probably never watch. I watch so much of the golf. We got the UFC fights, the NBA All-Star game. Because I was betting on them. I was bored. <laughs> I watched none of it. Yeah. Are you watching – you you usually watch a ton of college basketball. Because the state level's in, are you watching less of it, uh, you know? Mm, like, you know? Most of what I watch actually is, is – ACC to yeah. be to know the team's Louisville plays, but I watch yeah. a fair amount. I I've, I rarely sit down and watch a game, but I have the TV on and kind of check in and out of games to see how they're going. Yeah, not really any significantly different. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I, I was I thought we'd have a good game between Marquette and UConn, but um, did not that. have that yeah. um, <laughs> at all. I, it's a year where you go, well, it's wide open. I'm like, yeah, as long as UConn doesn't win it, it is right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they've been they've been pretty impressive. Houston generally has, although you know they got waxed at Kansas. Now Kansas is having some struggles, so it's it's hard to it's hard to forecast. Almost everybody goes through a little blip along the way. Remember, UConn had a uh, they went through a stretch last year where they lost like five out of six or something. And they were in a bad way, and I think it was in January is when it was, and then they just. They just turned it on. It's kind of like Louisville in 2013. Gosh, you're right. They lost one, two, three, four. They have five out of six and six out of eight. Uh, they were sitting there at. They started like 14 and 0 or something, and then yeah. went through that stretch you just said, and then kicked it in gear at the end again. They were five and six in conference at that point. Yeah, and then took the fun out of the rest of the season. In the postseason, the they they won every game by double digits in the postseason, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, they did. I mean, here's their, here's their postseason scores. I mean, Iona, wouldn't like Rick up at halftime or something? They were down. It was like a one-point game at halftime, but 87-63. Then St. Mary's, 70-55. Arkansas, 85-65. Regional final against Gonzaga, 82-54. Miami in the in the uh, semifinals, seventy two fifty nine, and this championship game seventy six fifty nine. It was like the most dominant run yeah. we've ever seen, and you're like, how how did that happen? And it was in a really competitive tournament. It was only their games that were not competitive. Yeah, like you know, yeah. like the whole rest of the tournament was just wildly uh, entertaining to watch. Except if you were watching UConn, it, it kind of feels like we're. I think happen. when Indiana won the championship in eighty one, they had dominating scores like they? that. They mm-hmm. won by big scores in every game. 
I'm excited for Iowa State uh, Houston tonight. Yeah. It's a battle for the top of the Big 12. Both teams are 9 and 3, up 1 and 1A uh, at the top of the Big 12, and that has been the best league to yeah. watch. I mean, them in the Big East, really, they, but <laughs> they have great teams. I mean, Jerome Tang. Is five and seven in the yeah. league. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I get excited for some of these big matchups, and then the home team smashes the other team. Like, you know, like it's like not by like ten points, like thirty and some. Tough of these to win teams. on the road, right? Yeah, Tell Lachlan that. Boy, you're right about that <laughs> IU team. Ninety nine sixty four in the first round, eighty seven seventy two in the second, seventy eight forty six in the third, sixty seven forty nine, and then sixty three fifty on the day Reagan was shot against uh, Carolina. Six. I mean, that yeah. is the wow. day Reagan was shot. Yeah, Re- yeah. Ron Reagan was shot okay. that day. Yeah. They, wow. they weren't sure they, they were going to play the game. Yeah, they considered not playing the game. Huh? How, did you just remember that off the top of your head? Like, yeah, that, that was like okay. that was big news. Yeah, yeah. When <laughs> right. the president gets shot, I just wasn't. I just wasn't. <laughs> my my consciousness hadn't awoken. At yeah, that I mean, that was eight. I was old, old enough to know that it was a pretty big deal that the president of the United States getting shot was uh, it was a big uh, deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. But I think they canceled the play-in game. I think that. I think there was going to be not the play in the, the consolation, consolation game. game. Was that the year? I, 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 you're right; they didn't have it. I can't remember if that was the first year they dropped it or if they decided not to play it because of that. I because I know from think, then on they have not had the. I think it was because of that. Let, let, let me let me check because people forget that there used to be a. A consolation game at the Final Four. Which, in fact, there even used to be consolation games at the regional. Oh, you would you would lose gosh, at the regional and they play again the next day. Yeah, that team, the the Louisville team of '75 that lost to UCLA in, in the uh, semifinals in overtime mm-hmm. the year before, they had a good team and went out to uh, Tulsa and had to play Oral Roberts on their home floor. They lost that game, and then they had to come back and play a consolation game right after <laughs> that's that. That's just cruel. Against Eddie Sutton's Creighton team. How unmotivated yeah. would you exactly. be for a consolation game? They did play. They did a thirty for thirty on the, that consolation game, uh, if you can believe it. So there's a uh, huh. so it examines the 1981 uh, consolation game between LSU and Virginia, and Rudy Macklin uh, is, he, is he is he from yeah, here? Played okay. Shawnee. Okay, yeah. So here's the full description of it. Rudy Macklin's jersey is hanging from the rafters at LSU. Pete Maravich assembly, and for good reason. He's the school's all-time leading rebounder. He carried the Tigers to the 81 Final Four. Back then, the tournament included a third-place game, and that's where the trouble started for Macklin. Just before the consolation game against Virginia, President Ronald Reagan was shot. And after the loss, Macklin was asked if the news might have affected the team. His response, he's no kin of mine. Um, and, <laughs> and that's the name of the documentary. And, and was so blown out of proportion that he, that he feared for his life. And the documentary... Um, directed by Mark Kenderman for ESPN Films, Macklin looks back at the anxious time when he thought he might get hung for a different reason. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, they did a whole thirty for thirty on that. Wow. So they played the. So that happened right before they played the game, and there was question so, whether they were going to play the title game. Right. So they did have a consolation game scheduled to play. I, th- I think that may huh. have, may have been the last one. Because yeah, it was. Yeah, it definitely was. Like a consolation game of the final four. Can you imagine losing to Wichita State and that <laughs> playing whoever Syracuse. Like, yeah, no, I couldn't. No, do it. get I out mean, of here. I guess the only thing I can remember that's even 
in the same stratosphere as that is the the the, the shuttle game when Louisville and Indiana played uh, at Freedom Hall, and oh, yeah. that game was not televised because the shuttle they were at national coverage, and oh, we were all in the, yeah, st- yeah, in the yeah. space shuttle. The, space shuttle, yeah. yeah, yeah. The um, I forgot who was doing the game, but they sat at courtside thinking they were eventually going to come to the game, and they never did. They, they never, never did. made TV, and so I was listening to us that day, and it was a really really good game. <laughs> it was, and, it, and if you didn't, um, if you weren't there. You didn't see mm-hmm. it. It's like the lost Louisville basketball game. But like if you had Paul Rogers, there wasn't like Twitter or like alternate broadcasts and stuff like that, like streaming that you could go Louisville to. Louisville won that game by about between 12 and 15 points or so. Mm-hmm. And the game was tied until they scored the last however many points was yeah. the margin they won by. I can't remember the exact score of that game. Hey, uh I thought sure you'd be hunting oh, it wait, down. Sorry, sorry. Which which <laughs> what uh, what so year, what was, year that? was that? Yeah, this is like it's the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Right around two two thousand two. Because it was an a- afternoon game. Was it, was it an a- afternoon yeah. game? It yeah. was a home game, and the game was tied until Louisville scored a huge run at the end of the game. Might have been even like seventeen zero at the end of the game to win it. If you can find mm. Louis, Indiana at Louisville and around 2002 2003. or three. 2003. It's February 1st, 2003. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, 95-76 was the final I've got. Oh. So I, they might have scored the last 19. I'm pretty but, sure yeah, it was I mean, tied. We, I yeah, remember yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, run yeah. at the end of the game. Because they were sitting there. Was that, was, was that his second? It was year. Oh, no, it was year th- no, it was like year three. But they it were. Was third year. That was that team that. that um, they were eighteen and one at one point, and then kind of the rails came up. They lost like was that the team that lost to St. Louis? They were eighteen and one, and then lost to St. Lost, Louis. Yes, yes, lost oh. to St. Louis by a point. Oh. Got a good story there. Oh. <laughs> Let's hear I it. I don't even know if I can tell that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't Let's know. just say you, don't, don't walk it back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, here's the deal. Okay, so he he was he was hot. Oh yeah, he, he was hot for sure. I got to make sure this is the same trip. I'm I'm pretty sure it is. This actually happened, and I think it was on this trip. So we get on the plane. He's barking at everybody. Sit down, get in your seats. So we we take off. And, and those days, they had like a big kind of a hors d'oeuvre tray. Okay, they Uh-oh. would serve for the flight home. <laughs> uh oh. And it had been put up in the overhead bin. Oh. And the overhead bin flopped open and all this stuff fell in Patino's lap. <laughs> <laughs> After a one point loss. Uh, I, I don't know if he could get any matter. <laughs> oh my God. Who, who did he fire? <laughs> he must have. Pilot, flight attendants, <laughs> yeah, radio yeah. guys, everybody. <laughs> Not as bad as the Delta flight from Amsterdam where the stuff fell from the top. Did you hear about this? This is on the inquiry. I can't even. So, passengers aboard a Delta flight from Amsterdam to Detroit uh, got a surprising and disgusting announcement from the pilot an hour into their flight that they'd be turning around due to maggots falling from a bag in an overhead bin, showering a passenger in the process. Maggots were found falling from a bag carrying apparently rotten fish. Fish! On Delta Flight 133, (laughs) a passenger said, maggots, which are small and worm-like, are typically found in decaying organic manner. Passenger Philip Schott, who is Dutch and lives in 
in Iowa said he saw a maggot fall on a woman at the end of his row and saw several more around her seat. Quote, I noticed the lady on the other end was doing something on the empty chair next to her, but I couldn't quite see it. I peeked over again, saw there were a couple of maggots on the chair, and she was trying to kind of contain it and stop it from falling. As soon as she noticed that I noticed, she explained they were falling from the overhead storage. Did the owner of the... Oh, oh, no fly list. No fly list. (laughs) Let's see. Ever own up to it? Um, I think, yeah, let's see. When the maggot... When the flight attendants identified the bag the maggots were coming from, a male passenger claimed it as his, and it was opened. Oh, no. Keep it closed. (laughs) When the bag was opened, everyone uh, that was still sitting around that area immediately pinched their nose because there was clearly a bad smell coming from it. That's enough. (laughs) They were fish in there. When did this happen? This This was like last week. Last week. Yeah, last week. Ultimately, the bag was tightly wrapped in plastic and taken to the back of the plane around the same time the pilot alerted the passengers about the maggots coming Ooh. from a bag and announced the plane would turn around. Oh, gosh. That's about the most disgusting thing you can think of. Delta's no had a couple bad runs. They had the poop guy and now they had this. Yeah, they had the, <laughs> the trail. And there's video of this and I don't want to see it. No, no, no. no, no don't no, click please. play. I don't want to see it. Don't mm-hmm. click play. Man. Now you had to sit next to Bob Valvano. I was telling Drew this story. Are you story saying Bob's a maggot? No. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd been thrown up on. You know, at Syracuse. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, in the yeah. tournament? Yeah, yeah, that was an NCAA tournament game. I'm and guessing he cleaned himself before getting on the plane. What was a rush to get him cleaned up, as I remember? I think that might have... I don't think we came back right away. I think that was... That was a tournament game. It yeah. was like at halftime. Yeah. It was like at halftime. But but we didn't go homeward after that. I think that was the first game, or there was another game to follow. Well, that was I the... I don't was remember. Was that the... It was in Syracuse. Yeah. It was in Syracuse, and it was the, I thought it was the... I thought it was the Louisville-NC State halftime game. I thought okay, it was so that would have been that the game. semifinal. Well, if, it, if, it, yeah. if it was, yeah, they... Regional semi, yeah. Yeah, they came back and played again. So we didn't go from the arena to a, yeah, to a plane. Two days to clean yeah, himself Yeah, no, not off. on a plane. But you started <laughs> to call the broadcast next to him after that happening. Well, yeah, but it, I mean... <laughs> It wasn't as bad as Bob played it up to be. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> little little, little uh, BV theater. <laughs> Only Bob would get thrown up on it in an oh, yeah. NCAA oh, tournament yeah. event. Only uh, Bob. He's a walking disaster scene. It always happens to him. Like the like the window falling out on him this year on the flight back from New York. I wasn't with. That's when I, I missed What the happened? Game. A window When they were coming back from New York from that uh, preseason game, I, I missed those two games. That's right after my father died. So Jody was with Bob. And part of the inner window frame just popped out and, and of course, landed on Bob's lap. <laughs> it was the window itself. So people Good. didn't get sucked out. It we was like an Alaska Airlines situation. It was like the indoor window frame. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Yikes, man. <laughs> and Bob's like, is this supposed to be a problem? <laughs> it's the window. Yes. Oh, man. Um, we get, so, we, again, we got uh, Kenny Payne's show uh, tonight. Is that uh, at Roosters? Yes. Or is that, okay, Roosters, so Springhurst. Roosters and Springhurst. So, um, we haven't been there in quite a while. We haven't had a show for a while, and then we haven't been at Roosters in a, a while plus. Yeah. So, um, are we going to get a Jeff Brom spring game, uh, uh, you know, coach's show? We did last bit. year. I don't know. I, my, I would... If I had to guess, I'd say yes, but I don't know of any definite plans. Hmm. Um, yeah, just do more football it's, shows. Yeah, I think there's lots of football shows. I think shows. anything football people are people are fired fired up for. Uh, Texas WLKY showed a taped version of that IU game, and there was uh, no commentary. So I guess I don't know how they would have done that. Yeah, because well, they didn't they, do it live. Oh, yeah, maybe they had. They maybe the they had the video CBS. of it, but the guys weren't calling it because yeah. they weren't on the air. So I guess that must have been what they did. Yeah. That'd be kind of weird to watch. 
Yeah. I'm trying to remember who was on that broadcast. I think Bill Raftery was, but I, think I don't it was a remember Nash- who the other person I it was. CBS. I, I thought I saw a split screen. Maybe it was. I think Kentucky had a game at the same time too, and I think maybe because I remember working at KYT in Lexington at that point, and my God, you were not not showing part of Kentucky, but I think I think we think we had a split screen. Yeah, I I think the Louisville IU game was noon. It's possible that UK's was later. Yeah, and so that they felt like that they could maybe run a dual broadcast by then but i just remember being there and watching whoever mm. the cbs guys were without their headsets on and my dad called me for updates because he's like ah, we can't watch it yeah. <laughs> they're not showing the game he could have listened to the radio yeah, exactly probably, right yeah we're not, not gonna affect affect that by god he had that set up pretty good is that the biggest uh, world event going on while you've been calling a game or um is there any like ever been calling a game and totally distracted by the you know news of the uh that that would be yeah there was the one year that the ncaa tournament started right when the iraq war began remember that oh yeah, yeah that was, was that oh three Three oh four, thereabouts. I can't remember mm-hmm. years. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, that would be as far as I can think of offhand the biggest. We had a, we were doing a game at Tulane one year when a huge rainstorm hit Louisville and there was severe flooding, and they kept interrupting the broadcast. That's when it was originating out of H-A-S, WHAS, yeah. and they kept interrupting the broadcast. And I was getting a little perturbed, about it, frankly. <laughs> right. And then we flew home after the game. Went, oh my gosh, the city's underwater. It really, it was a huge storm. So what was that day like when you're going to the arena, the, the COVID? When it's like, okay, they're gonna. Uh, have a game they're not going to have a game the commissioner says we're going to play we're not going to play well like, louisville was scheduled to play that night yeah oh that's right so we didn't get to that point but we were sitting at the hotel and realizing oh this whole thing's falling apart um i, I had ironically just done an interview with a syracuse radio station previewing the game and there were three something like i think it was three straight times I did a pregame interview with this Syracuse radio station that we didn't play the game. Oh, that's that, right. It stopped by COVID every single <laughs> time year too, at yeah. the last at the last minute. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a. We were driving to oh we were driving from this this a few weeks ago from uh, Chapel Hill mm-hmm. to Winston Salem because we stayed on the road and went straight from one to the other, and Winston Salem is next to Greensboro. We went by Greensboro, looked out the window, and there was the hotel that we had stayed in then. And mm-hmm. all these memories, memories and a yeah. pain in the pit of my stomach came flooding back. Oh, my I don't God, ever want to go back to that lobby. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, ever want to go back to that lobby. I, I just never forget talking to the uh, you know when all the stuff is ha- you know is going on and talking to that that bartender there at the Greensboro. He's like, no, nah, they can't cancel it. People have already uh, they've already booked <laughs> rooms and things tomorrow. I'm like, there's that is not going to happen. It's not happening. But. <laughs> but it was but it was so crazy because remember the Big East actually played a game until halftime and then they left the court the big 12 warmed up they left yeah. florida state was like out on the court and then they leave i mean it was man yeah i never want to go back well and i can understand that guy saying that because it was unprecedented you never, never heard of that you yeah, yeah, shut the sure. hotel down kick everybody out what, what are you talking nuts? about they got their from, tickets from virus get the hell out of here. <laughs> all right paul we'll uh, see you here you tonight uh, over at uh, springhurst at the roosters all right see you guys we'll have that and of course have the broadcast for you on wednesday as well uh jeff wall show uh is tomorrow night uh also so um we'll have have that so it's gonna be a busy week around here uh, afternoon baseball games those will primarily have them on 970 we'll, we'll have the weekend games when we can this is the busiest time on the three major sports that we uh, broadcast converge uh, that'll depress uh, maven and rummage up next uh on 93.9 we're bow and co in 680